Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? This is BC. Welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. This podcast is sponsored by Team BC, which is now a nationwide real estate team. If you need anything real estate, you can reach out to myself or anybody on my team. We are expanding quickly, right? If you need anything real estate, you can contact us. If you're interested in joining the team specifically, you can go to jointeambc.com. If you want to learn more about eXp Realty, the powerful brokerage that I'm with, especially if you're bringing over a team, a brokerage, or you're just an individual agent wanting to find out more, I definitely recommend we have a chat. Go to partnerwithteambc.com to hear about that. And lastly, my tribe, my community, Monitor Success, right? That's where you access me, have more personal attention for me, help, coaching, information that I've never released anywhere else that's particular and specific to Modern Success that interests you. You want to learn more from me, go to briancasella.com and sign up there or you can go to the link in my Instagram bio to access it from there. Okay, so let's begin. Now, today, I want to discuss a couple things, right? I've had a lot of uh, kind of, you know, higher level conversations with people lately, whether it's in terms of colleagues or helping an individual. And there's um, an underlying theme to a lot of these things that we discussed this week, and I wanted to cover it with you briefly so you can do a better self-assessment, right? Now, when it comes to everyday life, Okay, when it comes to everyday life, one thing we have to understand is this, the majority of what we've been taught, okay, the majority of in quotes issues and things that you deal with in your day to day life, a lot of them, right on the surface, let's call it a problem, even though I don't like using that word, the problems that you deal with things that you're dealing with, right? Many times we we look at that and we attack that as if it's the, the enemy, or that's the actual issue when the actual issue at hand is three, four, five, six levels beneath that. And a lot of people don't understand that, okay? They'll say, well, I'm, um, let me give you some examples, right? I'm unmotivated. I don't feel like doing anything today. Well, that underlying issue is not a lack of motivation. On the surface, at the very top, above ground, the manifestation is, well, you know, I don't want to do this work, but what's underneath it? That's where we have to start looking because when we continuously view these things, analyze them and attempt to solve them from that same level, like a parallel level, as far as the thinking and the strategy behind it, you're not going to get anywhere, right? We have to, in essence, just like a weed, pull it out from the root, or at least look at the root and say, okay, is the root correct? Then we can work our way up. And a lot of people have little understanding of that, or they just haven't come across somebody to really teach them and talk to them about that subject. So in the regards to somebody having less motivation, I'm going to start questioning them and seeing, okay, what's really going on here? Because that's kind of the line that you need to understand, right? That you take from this. What you think is the problem is a symptom of the real problem. Okay, that's what you got to grab from this. What you think is the problem is merely a symptom of the real problem. Okay, if at the core, if at the core, you have issues in regards to money and finances, on the surface, whenever you have an issue or a certain feeling and emotion that's not good, that's negative, that is the symptom of the real problem, which is your miswired beliefs and understandings of money. It's not the feeling itself up there, but people will try to fight that feeling. Like, why do I have this anxiety, right? When it comes to making these purchases and doing this? Well, it's the underlying root, the belief that you're not, you know, deserving of money. Maybe that money's no good, right? So we have to start to 
to deconstruct ourselves for a second. It's almost as if you're like taking yourself apart and getting down to the building blocks of yourself in regards to like belief systems. And then you have to look and say, okay, are these building blocks correct? And if they're not, I need to switch them out. Otherwise, the, the essence of the individual is so tainted that on the surface, they claim that they want certain things or they'll desire things, but deep down inside, they're not aligned in order to get it, right? Now that self kind of cleansing and assessment you have to do over time. Now, for those of you who have studied any NLP and that kind of stuff, you'll understand, right? That hierarchy and where it starts at the top and where it ends at the bottom. And when we start getting to the core of beliefs and values, that's where you really start pushing people's buttons in the sense that you're really digging deep now. You're getting to the core of that person's programming and, and, and kind of how their system is operating. And everything stems up from there. And many of those things were implanted in you when you were a kid, just by sheer existence, right? When you're a kid up until, I don't know, eight, 10 years old, maybe more, I don't know the exact uh, date and age, I forget, but you're like a sponge, man. You absorb everything, anything, right? Especially if you deem somebody and you learn right away through the educational system that this person's an authority, listen to them, whatever they feed you, you're gonna accept as if it's matter of fact. So if you're brought up, let me give you an example. If you're brought up being told that the color blue is not blue and it's purple, you will fight people to the death and say, no, that's not blue, it's purple because that's what you were taught. But until you can deconstruct that and get to the root and say, oh, I was taught incorrectly, which requires an open mind, which no one's really taught and all these other factors, it will cause an individual to suffer because they have a warped perception of what's going on or they will themselves limit themselves, if that makes sense right? You have an operating system that can operate at a million miles an hour, and you're operating it at 100 miles an hour or 1000 miles an hour. Right? It's throttled down because of a, we can call it a virus or something else. So I'm bringing this up because I said it earlier, what you think is the problem is a symptom of the real problem. We have to start looking in different areas. Like many of you who come to me in sales on the surface, as an example, you want to make a call or go door to door, uh, an emotion hits you, nervousness, and then you back off and you don't do it. Okay. Well, where is that nervousness coming from? Let's follow this, this line of thinking for a second. So you get this from a different angle. Where is that feeling coming from? You need to have an understanding because there's going to be a biological mechanism at play there from your body. And there could be a software issue there, which is programming and belief. So we have two things. You have the mind and you have the body. And both are going to be responding to those situations. You need to get to the root of it. How understanding, of course, especially the bodily functions, because the body is merely a machine. Okay. It, it, it's literally a machine and it has program responses for certain things. Case in point, perceived threat comes in the room, adrenaline shoots off, you react, right? Everybody's body operates at that level, except for the small percentage of people whose body isn't functioning correctly. Okay. So now we have that. Now, how about the mind? Well, the mind is very, uh, we can say dynamic, very versatile, very pliable, and very elastic in the sense that it can be programmed a million different ways. Now, with that said, based on the situation that you're going to be faced with, you need to have the flexibility, right? And, and, and I want to really hammer this point home because this is where I think a lot of people suffer, okay? We get so set in our ways and we, our mind becomes so stuck on certain things that like, as an example, let's say somebody gets a baseline understanding of maybe some subjects about communication. 
almost to the point where they have this false sense of confidence. They know everything. Now it's almost like they want to file away communication, never study it again, never look at things again, never reassess the basics, never look at any new angles, never try to get new information. It's like, okay, I already get it. So now their mind is stuck basically saying, well, I have a check mark there. I don't need to look at it ever again. And that's a huge mistake because the mind has to be able to look at something objectively and say, all right, is this really everything? Because if your mind is stuck in that other mode, a lot of things will bypass you and you don't even realize that you're operating with inferior software and that you can come across a datum now that can upgrade you and take you to the next step in what it is that you're doing. But by being stuck, a stuck mind is not powerful. A focused mind is powerful. A mind that can recognize and be open to new information, right? Uh, assess it compared to what it currently has, then make the best decision to upgrade or remain the same if that new information coming in is inferior, right? That will allow somebody to operate at a much higher level cognitively, right? And at many other levels, because now you're understanding the dynamic of this world a little bit better and how to maximize it with your mind. Because that's the way I'm looking at these things. How can we maximize this? How can we maximize that? And from that approach, some of these things come into play. So for the person maybe who's a little stuck in their ways, and, and we know that the typical expression is, well, the older the person is or the longer they've been in a business or whatever, they're stuck in their ways. You hear that. Well, they're stuck in their ways. What does that mean? That's a reference to the mind. Their mind is stuck on it. They're not physically stuck on that, right? Even if it's a physical technique, their mind has just created that pathway and it's burned into their neurology, but you can change it, right? Look up a word ca called neuroplasticity, right? And how you can do things too to, to increase the ability of your mind. As an example, for those of you, let me give you a quick lesson on neuroplasticity. For you writing, if you're right-handed, I'm ambidextrous, right? So I can write with right and left hand. But if you're a righty and you write with your right hand, try it with your left hand now. Try doing things for the next week, a couple times a day that you normally do right-handed, left-handed, right? And if you're a lefty, do it the opposite. And watch how quickly the other side will start to get it and how it'll force you to fire off a lot more nerve endings in your body to do that physical thing. Now, this is a physical example, right? But if you constantly put yourself in that mode, you MS members know I've talked about this shit years ago, right? And you've gotten the exercises. You will literally start to condition your mind and push it in a way that it's not really pushed. And when you do that more and more now, you will see in all areas that you'll start to improve. You'll start to, like if you do this with, with other techniques added onto it, you'll start to study better. You'll start to retain information better. You'll start to focus better. Physical things like, you know, the writing, you'll start to catch on quicker and you'll notice that, man, I can learn and adapt very quickly because now you're constantly putting yourself mentally and physically in these moments where, okay, you're being tested, you're being pushed, your nerves have to fire off in different ways, create new patterns. And now, okay, now we're really utilizing this, this, this human system a little bit more to its potential. Okay. So this is what I'm getting at. And again, when we're very stuck, you're, you're, you're closing the door to that potentiality of that type of leaps and bounds, we can say in regards to improvement. And, I, and, and these are the areas that I want to explore and I invite people to explore more because it, it really begins to paint a new picture for you, right? And give you a taste of a level of experience that other people do not have. And you'll start to transcend some of these normal issues that people deal with day to day. And then some of the answers that I've been giving for the last couple of years in regards to common questions, it'll start clicking to you as to why I answer that way. 
in regards to it. Like people say, how do you stay motivated? I say, dude, I don't even operate on that level anymore. Like I, I can get myself back mentally to that point and give you an answer, which I normally do because the person needs help. But where I'm at now, where I operate, I don't deal with motivation. I don't. You can transcend that and many other things. And it, I know that word transcend seems fancy to people, but all it is is a different level of operation mentally to where you click in, you upgrade your software to now that was an inferior virus or issue at level one. Now your system is level two and you don't have to worry about that virus because it cannot infect your level two. It's a very simplistic way of explaining the word transcend in this context. Okay. So we're, we're now playing with neuroplasticity. We're playing with this stuff. So the individual going back to the first teaching about the, what you perceive to be the problem is only a symptom of the real problem. Well, this, this gives you access to tools and a different way of approaching this thing. Because now every time that comes up, a perceived issue, I look at it differently and I process it differently. So let me give you a different context. Customer tells me, I don't want to pay a commission. That's a symptom of the real problem. That's not the real problem. Why? What if they have misrooted beliefs about money? What if they were taught that you never pay a salesman more than 1% fee for this product and you're charging 5% as an example or 10%, whatever the fuck it is. You just on the surface handling the objection with the objection handlers, you may have some success with it, but there's higher levels to this shit. If I can go in, what they say, how they say it, gives me a window into how they think. But if I just look at it from this angle and I tell myself, that's a symptom of the real problem, you're now going to approach this a little bit differently strategically, aren't you? Right? At the very least, even if you're listening to me saying, what the fuck is this guy saying? If you present that, somebody gives you an objection for the salespeople and they say it and you tell yourself, that's only a symptom of the real problem. Are you not going to formulate different responses or at least think about it differently versus just spitting out the objection handlers. And again, I'm not saying that objection handlers are bad. That's the great foundation and baseline that you need to have that initial confidence when you're in dialogue with people that, okay, I know what to say and I know how to, how to handle that situation. Great. That's the first step. Start with that. But now we have to upgrade. And this is one of those ways, just this question. Yeah. It's a teaching from the beginning of this podcast, but just this question now will give you a new strategy a new way of attacking something. Because now I have to think a little bit more and use my mind. Because what if I present myself the question, hmm, what is their belief behind commission? You may formulate a different answer or you may attack that conversation and dialogue slightly different. Then you can take notes and say, well, how did that go? You guys are getting a, an insight now into how I started upgrading what I was doing as I became a more seasoned communicator and salesperson. I started saying, okay, I, I feel very well-versed with this level. How can I now take it to the next level with experimentation and adding different schools of thought into this industry or into this thing of sales from different angles? So I'm taking different information from different genres, we can say, and then bringing it into sales and saying, hey, it's like I have one sandbox here and I'm throwing in sand from different sandboxes and different stuff from different places and saying, okay, what can I do with this here? How can I create something in this sandbox with all this other stuff? And that's kind of what I'm doing. This becomes now experimentation. So for many people who ask or are wondering, well, once you feel in quotes that you master this, what's the next level? Well, you're hearing it right now. We have to take it to this level of experimentation and now trial and error, you creating things, using your own thought process and creativity and strategies, 
you know, field testing it and then coming back with the data and saying, all right, where are we at with this? Right. So I'm just I'm throwing a couple of things at you in regards to the subject, because that has evolved a lot. That statement, what you think is a problem is only a symptom of the real problem. Right. And we have to start taking it and plugging this in in different instances and scenarios and saying, all right, what can we do with it? How far can we take this? Because ultimately, that's what I want to do. I want to push these things as far as I can. I want people to take maybe one line, even if it's just one line from my 20, 30 minute podcast. And if that gets their wheels to turn a little bit and look at things differently, good, I've done my job. Because now I'm taking what used to be maybe their stuck mind and adding a little bit of flexibility to it. And over time, that starts to loosen and loosen and loosen and loosen. So now that individual can have the ability to focus and be in quotes stuck when they want, but able to step back and reassess and make a change. Because when you think about a high level communicator or salesperson, if we're gonna run with that example again, they're able to adapt, man. They're not stuck on one character that they need to be or one school of thought or one way of speaking to somebody and dealing with them. Man, they can play a bunch of different roles like a chameleon. That in a sense is somebody who's focused, but they're not stuck. They're very versatile in their role and what they do. And that's how we all need to be with life. I just happen to be known for communication and sales primarily, right? I, I do a bunch of other shit, but that, 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 that's what I got uh, in quotes fame for, right? Cool. So I'll keep giving some examples from that world, but this stuff, the, the root behind what I'm talking about comes from different areas and different information and philosophy and, and, you know, and laws and stuff. It's just implemented through sales and communication because that's the vehicle that, that people relate to me on, right? That's the level. So what you think is the problem is a symptom of the real problem. What are you going to do with it? That already opens up Pandora's box because now what you thought you knew and what you were dealing with is incorrect. And I flipped out. That was a huge paradigm shift for me when I started a shift, right? I didn't say shit. I said shift for me when once I came across this information. I said, fuck, man. Damn. I thought I was dealing with this. I'm not. It's, it's something else. I was dealing with the symptom of the real problem. I was dealing with the imposter. Shit, what do I do now? Now you have to go back to the drawing board and figure it out, toss the old tools that you thought were good and say, man, I need to, I need to, you know, it's like if you have um, old like little axes made from obsidian and somebody, somebody shows up with a gun and you got to fight them, well, you're screwed. You got to upgrade now and say, shit, the competition stepped up. I need to do something, right? So I know I'm kind of all over the place here at the end, but uh, the podcast is a little bit early today. I'll end it because I have some stuff to do here tonight. I will give a shout out to Team BC, my real estate team. We are nationwide now. If you guys need anything, uh, we can help you in all the states that we work. If you want to find out more, you need anything, reach out to me personally or any members of my team. You'll see Team BC uh, being tagged on their profiles and you'll find them. Otherwise, you can contact me directly. If you guys are interested in joining uh, my team and you're somewhere in the continental United States, go to jointeambc.com. If you want to find more about our powerful company, an amazing real estate company, eXp Realty, you can contact me at partnerwithteambc.com. I've been pushing eXp a little bit more now and I will continue to now that we're transitioning to Florida because I love the company and you can do so much with it partner with teambc.com for that opportunity. And lastly, modern success. If you guys like these types of subjects, um, there's a lot of information that I will never release outside of my team and modern success that I exclusively put in there, like teachings like this, but much more in depth, hour long lectures, more training, zoom calls, live events. I mean, it's just, there's so much put in there. That's my tribe and people who I congregate with and, and share the most intimate 
information with right there, right? That's our own private community. If you're interested in joining it, go to briancasella.com or go to the link in my bio on Instagram. All right, that's it for this one, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.